the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Get ready to take notes because school is now in session. Tackling the biggest issues in education, this is Education America. Save the classroom, save the country. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Abigail Johnson. Welcome to Education America, where we're working to save the classroom so that we can save the country. Join our conversation. K-12 education is the playing field where the battle is on for the future of our country. And as the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, succinctly stated, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Tonight we'll be addressing a very important topic and question. Why are teachers leaving? Hmm. Let's go to the heart of the issues that are causing teachers to leave the classroom, as well as where they are going and who is replacing them in educating our children. Mm-hmm. So first, really, we want to ask that question is, why are teachers leaving? Uh, there's been basically a warning of an approaching teacher shortage, and I would say we're already in it. Absolutely. Um, I am a school leader, and I have been hiring new teachers. We've expanded our school, and I'll tell you what, we are in the thick of a teacher shortage, and it has been very difficult to find the teachers that we need to fill all of our positions. Mm-hmm. And um, just it's shocking when you talk to some of the people who are leaving the field as to why they're leaving, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about right now. And it's not unique to our school. Minneapolis has announced that they have a drastic uh, teacher shortage yep. for this upcoming school year. And we also know that in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis has been implementing a number of initiatives um, to combat what they, even in Florida, are experiencing, mm-hmm. which is a teacher shortage, trying to get more and more people to consider training to become um, educators in the yeah, classroom. Exactly. So a staggering 55% of educators are thinking about leaving the profession earlier than they had planned. And this is according to the National Education Association survey. So this is even according to, you know, our largest teachers union. And that was published in February 2022. And of course, the question is, oh, why are they leaving? And people naturally think, oh, well, it's because they're not being paid enough. That's what the left always says. They're not being paid enough. They're not being paid enough. They're not being paid enough. But when you look at the data, while they say maybe they're not being paid enough, when the question is asked of them, um, something like if setting setting that aside, what is the biggest issue and what they talk about is student discipline. So in other words, nobody can be paid enough to deal to with deal this. with how broken our educational system has become Mm -hmm. and just the kind of the rampant disrespect 
of teachers and administrators that is occurring in our nation's schools as a result of these supposed anti-racist policies that are actually creating more problems than they would ever purport to solve. Um, so it's pretty interesting to see that that's, that behavior piece is so huge. Well, especially in comparison to, like you said, historically, we always assume it's because we're not, you know, they're not being compensated mm-hmm. well enough. Um, mm-hmm. There was a really good report um, that we will link onto our show page. It's mm-hmm. um, from the chalkboardreview.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was really interesting, I, I thought it was gr- well done, and mm-hmm. in part just because um, the surveyor themselves were very honest about who they polled, how they tried to verify, you know, who was answering, mm-hmm. um, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that this survey showed was even when um, teachers could respond saying, you know, give it, what is the largest reason you're leaving your mm-hmm. position? Mm-hmm. And one of the options was, Salary, mm-hmm. insufficient, not mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some of the other options were things like student behavior is poor and left unchecked. Another option was progressive political activity, such as DEI, so mm-hmm. diversity, equity, mm-hmm. inclusion, critical mm-hmm. race theory, gender identity, et cetera, is mm-hmm. being required by the administration. Uh, COVID policies. So these are all the options that mm-hmm. teachers could pick, and they could pick one. Right. Um, so even when they could pick salary, Um, What the survey found was that a vast, vast majority of teachers who were leaving uh, stated that it wasn't that the salary was insufficient. Now, that that was in like the top three. Mm -hmm. But the 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 main reason by far was behavior of students. Yep. And that was my point, that when you set that salary piece aside, Mm -hmm. they truly are concerned about the behavior. And I think that it doesn't matter how much you're being paid. Nobody wants to tolerate that. I talked to several teachers this summer who were not of retirement age, and yet they chose to retire mm-hmm. early. And I tried to get them to, you know, maybe come and teach at our school. <laughs> you want to retire? Come out of retirement. And interestingly, both of them said to me, I need at least a year to recover. Because the behavior of the students has become so horrific that I just can't. I just need a break. I just Mm -hmm. need a break. And I just find that appalling. You know, that is nobody. If you can imagine if we were, you know, I I, I run a school. I can't even imagine working that kind of environment. But let's let's say you're working in business and all of your direct reports were, you know, treating you with disrespect and not listening to you and running out of the running out in the middle of a meeting and, you know, <laughs> just mm-hmm. pushing their neighbor, you know, I mean imagine. You would never tolerate that in the business world and yet this is what we're expected to tolerate in our classrooms across America because of this whole anti-racism um extraordinary policy that is really causing way more problems um than it's like I said, solving. And it isn't anti-racist. It's it's actually racist. And that's the shocking part. But so, yeah, so the number one reason that they are leaving is because of student behavior. And, you know, I'm not sure if um, you're aware about of this, Abigail, but in the state of Minnesota, uh, just a few years ago, probably maybe the year before COVID, the um, the Department of Civil Rights actually threatened every district across the state of Minnesota with a lawsuit if they had a disproportionate number of disciplinary actions against one racial group than another. Mm-hmm. So they said, if, if you have these, you know, inequities mm-hmm. in your, in your disciplinary 
uh, policies, then we will sue you. And so it forced every school district across the state of Minnesota to embrace things like this Pacific Education Group that says, well, you you cannot discipline um, black students for talking loudly or disrespecting in the classroom because this is part of their culture. Well, again, how degrading. We've had this conversation before. How degrading. That is so false. Mm-hmm. And and kids are naturally going to be disrespectful if they're allowed to be. Absolutely. And that is not helping them by saying, oh, well, this is just part of your culture. So we're going to let you be treated that way. Frankly, let's be let's be real. Some of the smartest kids, if they are allowed to <laughs> get away right. with it because they figure out very yes. quickly, oh, well, this is great. I really don't have to listen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, those are some of the smartest ones because they figured out, oh, I really can mm-hmm. get away with this mm-hmm. because they're catching on to the patterns that mm-hmm. adults are putting out in front of exactly. them. Exactly. And and no wonder the teachers are leaving because of the disciplinary issues. I mean, that's appalling. I've had Aaron Benner on this show before, the mm-hmm. St. Paul Public School teacher who was actually fired. He's a black man trying to stand up against these types of racial, supposed racial equity policies that are damaging to the young black children. And he grew up in the inner city and he said, if, if I had been raised this way, I never would have ended up where I am today. You know, college educated. He's just finished his master's degree and just an incredibly upstanding citizen. And he said, we're teaching these kids to basically become sociopaths and dependent on the government. And and that's the appalling thing. And so these poor teachers having to try to tolerate that, he couldn't, he couldn't mm-hmm. tolerate it. Um, what he saw, even in a fifth grade level, would shock you. And, yep. um, you know, not just fighting, but kids literally just leaving class and um, not even participating and, and, and fighting and, and even oh, just, I mean, some of the things that he shared were just really disturbing. Well, and it really has been kind of the takeover of, I, I can, will consistently read these articles. I'll consistently look at this material and think, where are the adults? <laughs> right. Well, really? the, the adults are pushing where, this. And, this. And it is, is the, the scary adults part. that are pushing this yes. because you look at, you know, So, you know, there are a variety of, you know, different parenting styles out there. But generally speaking, one of the things that is is a similar thread, some more than others, in most parenting is understanding kids. There has to be an adult laying down the rules and boundaries Mm -hmm. for behavior Mm -hmm. or kids don't know. Of course they don't know. And that should be parenting 101, right? Mm -hmm. And you know what? Here's the interesting thing, Abigail. The vast majority of the educators that are pushing these types of policies are white. Mm-hmm. And they would never, ever want their children to be in a classroom like that. Never. Mm-hmm. And many of them refuse to have their children in that type of a classroom. Oh, I mean, also, it's not good for my no. children, but this is good for everybody else. And if you look at, and again, you know, I hope you all are not on Twitter as often as I am. <laughs> uh, I promise I am doing it for, you know, research and things. But you look at that and you look at the number of uh, legislators who are, who are actively advocating against school choice for kids saying, mm-hmm. no, 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 you only, you are going to be restrained. You can mm-hmm. only go to the school that's in your district. So if you live in a low, lower income area, you have to go to that school, even if it's failing. Mm-hmm. The people that are advocating for that policy, oh, 
92% of them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yes, that is a statistic I did make up, but just, <laughs> but I'm saying no, more, the vast more, majority. vast majority of them, mm-hmm. you, you do two seconds of Googling, you go, your kid went to a private school, your kid went to a private school, your kid went to a private mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. How interesting that you are advocating this one set of standards for one group of kids. You are mm-hmm. denying them opportunities That's right. to grow and be in a That's calm right. and uh, challenging, academically challenging mm-hmm. environment. But, but you're not respectful. doing that with your kid. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, they're willing to set aside their own values for their own families in favor of an ideology that they want to follow to the nth degree, this narrative. And, and, and then who's losing in the process? The teachers are losing in the process, yes. but even more so, as you pointed out, the students are losing because in the process. Because we know that the people who teach, uh, you know, again, historically salaries are, you know, if you want to make a ton of money, you do not go into teaching. You mm-hmm. go into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the people that are doing it, you know, by and large have huge hearts for kids and they want to instill values in those kids that will benefit in the long term. And I, my heart just aches for these teachers Mm -hmm. that are being denied the opportunity to teach things that they know Mm -hmm. long term will help these kids. And Mm -hmm. instead, you know, they're perpetuating a cycle that they Mm -hmm. know won't allow these kids to move forward and be successful Mm -hmm. in life. And that's what they want. Mm -hmm. They want to be partners with the parents and the community to be a team we're moving these kids into, you know, achieving all that they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is heartbreaking. And um, I just find it really appalling that um, that our, our, our nation is willing to support this. And I'm so glad that we are seeing parents pushing back. And, you know, we mentioned briefly last week the um, sweeping win in Florida amongst candidates that were in favor of parental influence on their child's public school educations and um, and good for them. And we do hope that this does sweep across America and really become a bigger issue so that more teachers don't have to leave, right? Exactly. Hopefully we, want we can it. We save want this in time. Stay. We want you yes. know, experienced educators. It takes right. a long time to become good. And I mean, mm-hmm. I have watched some amazing teachers and how mm-hmm. they are able to reach Kids that are in mm-hmm. entirely coming from very different places, mm-hmm. angles, mm-hmm. personalities, family backgrounds, and and the really good ones are able to reach each one of those kids and yeah. encourage them forward in their both their academic mm-hmm. journey, which then you know encourages their confidence mm-hmm. and all of these other things. So we you know we don't want these teachers no, leaving. No, no, we don't. I mean, you know, and it's it's a little similar to what's going on in the healthcare system where we're losing so many of some of those senior nurses and they're being replaced by younger nurses that are fresh out of college. And, you know, you just need the veterans on your team. And so if all the veterans are planning to leave in the next year, you know, 55% Mm -hmm. of teachers are planning to leave early, you know, you're losing your veteran teachers. And um, like you say, that is not okay. Well, the the fact the second biggest reason I believe that we have teachers uh, leaving the field is uh, because of COVID nineteen policies that happened over the course of the last couple of years, and um, you know we just want to talk a little bit about how that has affected the kids and and then of course how that's affected the teachers. So you are listening to Education America at AM 1280 The Patriot, and we're discussing another problem plaguing education today, and that is 
the fact that teachers are leaving and we're wondering why. So we've covered some of the important reasons, which are some of the racist policies and poor student behavior. Um, but COVID, COVID-19 policies were really another factor. I think that came in second or third in the survey. And, uh, you know, sickness, frustration and, and added workload due to online learning and, uh, you know, trying to teach online is a very difficult thing to do. And it's an entirely different, different. way of teaching than yeah. when you're teaching in the classroom. Yeah. And I mean, you know, some schools were able to move forward quite quickly um, with returning to the classroom. You know, other students, it was a very long process. And, you know, are we hybrid today? Are we remote today? Are mm-hmm. we Zoom today? Um, that was asking so much of our teachers. It was, yeah. And, you know, even our school, Liberty Classical Academy, where we got so many compliments when we went online for those two months when COVID first hit, um, our teachers said we couldn't get through nearly the amount of material we would have in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And so these teachers, they know it. As you pointed out earlier, the vast majority of teachers love their kids. That's why they went mm-hmm. into the field as they care about kids. They want them to learn and so if they can see that these kids are not learning well through this online platform or because of masking, especially the little ones trying to learn how to read, trying to teach them phonics with masks on, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. I'm a speech pathologist and I can tell you that you have to be able to see a person's mouth. And even the social emotional learning, the smiles, the facial recognition, all of these things that show emotion through our faces are so critical to child development. And, you know, people say, oh, kids are resilient. No, 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 no. These are young, young children who are three, four, five, six years of age. If you spend a year or two, that's one quarter in some cases of their lives that they have now lived with a mask on or, or seeing others with masks. And the effect that that has on their development is sometimes not not you, you can't even make that up because it is so drastic. In addition to that, with all of the COVID-19 policies, it was just another layer of politics. Yes, Being, politics coming into the classroom. And again, mm-hmm. you know, we, we very much understand that even especially within teaching circles, teachers didn't all agree. And mm-hmm. we're not trying to say that they did how on, you know, how how to best handle the needs of the students and the needs of the teachers. Mm-hmm. However, you know, it's one more layer of things when teachers are trying to do Zoom. They're trying to, who was sitting next to whom in case we have to quarantine and exposures and positive cases. Mm-hmm. I mean, those poor teachers trying yeah. to actually get material across while they're doing all of this administration mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can see even now in 2022, this is still continuing. Mayor in Muriel Bowser. Cases. I know. Have you seen this article? Shocking. Muriel yes. Bowser, mayor of Washington, D.C., has issued what I would say is an edict mm-hmm. saying, what is an edict? Saying, you know, if thou is not vaccinated, thou shalt not attend, attend school. school. And there is and then no, doesn't provide any no, other opportunity. No options. Yep. No online options. So, you know, guys, yeah. let's just... Uh, there needs at, to be a big lawsuit absolutely there. absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Requiring vaccination of kids between the ages of, I don't know, I think it's 12 and 18, that age group. And then saying, otherwise, you don't get educated. Nothing. Um, you know, well... I mean, even though you paid... work pa- that way, Even Mariel. though you paid tax dollars for yeah. this. Yeah. Well, that's so. insane. And yet, and yet, she did it. Oh, she did. And that's the boldness. And even in New York, where they were still requiring masks on little preschoolers, when the absolute overwhelming, it's so clear that this COVID 
is now so, you know, it, it is not nearly the strength that it used to be. And we've always known that it does not affect the children mm-hmm. in any negative way unless they have some type of a significant health um, issue. Yep. And so it is. But anyway, getting back to the teachers, I mean, that's a big reason why they're leaving. They, so we're talking about know. things. Atmosphere, atmosphere, yes. atmosphere. Yeah. Student behavior contributes to atmosphere. You know, the politics of the classroom, you know, what... Pro- what ideologies are they mm-hmm. being forced to infuse into just academic subject material? And then, mm-hmm. of course, COVID-19 um, laid an additional layer on that. Um, I know we wanted to also address kind of this, you know, once again, kind of a shocking um, article that we found, um, again, just showing um, why teachers might consider leaving. Mm-hmm. Well, because the Minneapolis Teachers Union contract calls for layoffs of white teachers first. Yeah. And lower pay I just, for white teachers. Yeah, it is shocking. And, you know, again, it's it's unconstitutional. It's against mm-hmm. both the Minnesota Constitution and the uh, United States Constitution. And it, I, I can't imagine that it's going to stand. I mean, but in the meantime... No, but it does this contribute is, to this is the atmosphere right? in which teachers are working in day in and day out. And I can absolutely understand why they are disheartened and tired. tired. (laughs) They're tired. They're just plain tired. That's exactly right. And, you know, and the other, the other issue that they are talking about is all these new teacher licensing rules and all the social studies in, in, in Minnesota anyway, the social studies standards. So really all this CRT infiltrating um, the educational school, the, the education that the kids or that the teachers are supposed to be delivering, excuse me. And while there are some educators that are backing all of that, those that don't feel so much pressure to comply mm-hmm. and they feel so much pressure to remain silent that at some point, of course, they're going to say, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. done. I'm not going to play this game anymore. And that's, again, contributing to so many teachers wanting to leave the field. Mm -hmm. Um, They are just tired of playing a game and pretending to go along with the flow. Be nice. Keep your mouth shut. Look, you know, look down. Just teach. But more and more, these ideas and these ideologies are penetrating every part of what they do each day from the curriculum to the way they discipline to the policies that the um, school has to the teacher training, the up, the, the continuing ed that they must take. Um, it, it, it puts pressure on them in ways that at some point they just say, it's not worth it to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can't pay me enough yep. to keep doing this. It's not about the pay anymore. And then what do we do? Yeah, what do we do? Right. I mean, what are we? Well, you know what? I hate to say it, but there is a movement and has been a movement afoot long before COVID to try to move education onto an online type platform. And absolutely, they gain traction by having this opportunity through COVID. But at the same time, the beauty of what happened with COVID is it was very apparent to parents. And to most educators, that it really doesn't work to educate kids on an online platform. But if you push teachers out of the field and you literally have no teachers, then absolutely that is what's going to happen is that they are going to be online because there will be no other choice. They'll have mm-hmm. to put one teacher with, you know, a hundred kids that are all online. There were stories, um, personal direct stories in a district near me 
of kids not having a teacher and being told to go to the auditorium. And there were hundreds of kids sitting in an auditorium because they didn't have enough teachers on a particular day. Now, this wasn't every day that Mm -hmm. this was happening, but because of the substitute teacher shortage and what have you, they just couldn't um, cover it. And so kids were literally sitting in an auditorium for sometimes hours with no teacher. And doing what? And doing what? Of course, they were on their phones, I'm sure, (laughs) learning so much. Yes. (laughs) Well, Abigail, another issue that we haven't even brought up yet as to why teachers are leaving the field is safety concerns. Mm -hmm. You know, we hear every year, it seems, of another school shooting. And what's and interesting about these, these what teachers. happens every time you can you literally, you know, you see you see news of something like this that is just heartbreaking and horrific. But you can also set your stopwatch um, with what the responses are going to be. And, and you know, it's just like we just refuse to harden our schools. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's always, well, we should do these tangential things that there's no data showing that they help that are, you know, that really are very, again, very tangential, Mm -hmm. you know, things that maybe eventually sort of they'll lessen something or other instead of immediate How about we Mm -hmm. set up barriers around schools, a variety of sorts, so that we, you know, these are not um, appealing targets Mm -hmm. um, for these heartbreaking, heartbreaking Mm -hmm. instances. But I mean, absolutely, teachers are, you know, right to be Concern, just yeah. like it's something that every parent thinks about as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing a sign on a school um, after one of the school shootings. It, it kind of floated around on social media. And it was this big, huge tent sign out in front of a school somewhere down south. And it said, our teachers are armed <laughs> or something like that. So don't even try to come into the school building. And I thought, you know, it's interesting. You know, we put security systems in our homes, right? Mm-hmm. And there's signage that says this home is protected by whatever security company. And it is a deterrent, right? Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't we be putting deterrents in schools? I mean, our most precious commodities, right? Our children. Mm-hmm. And yet um, we don't see that being the overwhelming response of schools across the nation, which I just find shocking, truly. It is. Yeah. Well, our poor teachers are um, definitely facing a lot of challenges. And so it's no surprise that they are thinking about leaving. And again, I just want to tell that statistic that 55% of teachers surveyed by the National Education Association said that they planned to retire early in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. Imagine if that really plays out. Mm -hmm. That is going to be absolutely devastating to our nation's schools. And it will change both, um, you know, options. It will change the options that parents have. So Mm -hmm. I know I've met with a number of parents that, you know, we kind of have a running joke of, well, we really just we are not cut out to be a homeschooling parent. <laughs> and and I, I mean that. I can with, relate to that. And I can yes. say, and I say that with the highest respect and regard for those that do homeschool yes. because, oh man, to be both parent and teacher, that is it's tough. That is a high calling mm-hmm. indeed. Um, well, guess what? This happens and um, there may be the homeschooling movement is growing month by month. Mm-hmm. We may see a rapid uptick yes. in the number of parents that realize that is 
going to be their mm-hmm. option um, mm-hmm. if parents are not, mm-hmm. um, if teachers aren't staying in the classroom. Yeah. So. That and the pods, the little micro school pods, mm-hmm. and um, and they are popping up. I, yeah. I know of a group um, near our hometown that is starting a pod, and I know another woman who runs a small micro school in St. Paul. And those are great options for people. And that's where some of these great teachers who are leaving are going so mm-hmm. that they can get a respite. There are creative yeah. options out there to educate your students, parents. So pay attention and do your research. Mm-hmm. And we're always happy to help. And teachers, find some other great places where you will gain the respect of your students and families. Well, we are glad to have you joining us tonight. And we will see you at... Education America next week. Good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.